You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 91, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello. It is lovely here in Maine. I'm so excited that it's spring, finally. Uh, I went on a big adventure the other day. I like to take the truck and drive for hours and hours and hours, mostly because I like to listen to music, which I don't do when I'm reading. I know some people can like read and watch TV at the same time or like listen to music and read, but I cannot. Like I cannot have any noise or I just don't pay attention. It's no, it's no good. So when I drive, I listen to music wherever. It's awesome. Uh, so I drove to a bookstore, of course, in Rhinebeck, and that was great. Uh, so I have exciting things to tell you today. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor. It is TBR, Book Riot's new subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. Sign up only takes a few minutes. You answer a couple of questions that, about what you like to read and what you're looking for. You link up your Goodreads profile if you have one, and you're done. TBR subscribers are matched to bibliologists based on their requests. Love thrillers and want to read more romance? Looking for poetry by writers of color and maybe also some space opera? We've got someone who knows just what to choose for you. Each TBR delivery contains three titles in the recommendations only level or three new hardcovers and you'll receive a new shipment every three months. Give your bibliologist feedback, update your requests to stay in line with your reading goals and expanding horizons and basically have your own personal book concierge. Recommendations only is $15 a quarter or $49 a year. Hardcovers are $75 a quarter plus $4.79 for shipping. Annual subscribers receive free shipping. Recommendations only is available worldwide, and hardcovers are available in the U.S. So visit mytbr.co to sign up. That's mytbr.co and sign up now. So that's exciting. I love doing TBR. That's like a big part of my week now is making recommendations, and that's really fun. Um, and today I got a book in the mail that I've already read three times. You probably know what it is. It was Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. I read, uh, I borrowed a, like a galley from somebody and read it, um, and then got an e-galley and read that a couple times, and so I got a, an actual galley today. So, for fun, uh, I painted my face like a skeleton, like the, like Gideon on the cover of the book. And then I was thinking about books with bone in the title, because there are so very, very, very many. Like, way more than you would imagine. You'd be like, are there that many? And then you start to think about it, and yes, yes, there are that many with bone in the title, and I was thinking about bones and skeletons, and... I saw this, the, the coolest skeleton thing happening when I was driving home the other day, but it's really gross, so I'm not going to tell you about it. Um, but So I've been thinking about bones. So I thought I would tell you about some great books with bone in the title, starting with Bone by Jeff Smith, because how could you not? Um, like, classic. This comic is, what, 25 years old now? Um, you can get individual trades or the entire collection. It's this high fantasy comic. I would say, like, for, it's, I would call it young adult now, like, back when it came out, I think I was reading it, like, 18, it wasn't labeled that, but I would call it, like, young adult-ish. Um, it's, it's Bone. He's a little white, blobby person. Uh, I don't really know how to describe him, but he's great. And there are dragons, and stupid, stupid rat creatures, and he has three cousins, and there's, there's war, and just monsters, and it's so, so much fun. Um... So that's Bone by Jeff Smith. Surprised they haven't done an animated series. Or maybe they have and I just missed it, but I don't think so. That would be interesting to see. Um, my next pick is Lovely Bones. The Lovely Bones by Alice Siebold, who, like, this was a huge hit. Like, one of those huge books, like The Da Vinci Code, where it's in hardcover forever and everyone in the world has read it. 
I remember when we opened the used bookstore at River Run, I mean, we must have received, you know, 50 copies of this. You know, people just showing up with it all the time. Because that's what happens when books are huge hits. Not everybody holds on to them after. Um, but this is a really good book. Uh, it, not just like a, you know, like a, a huge hit, but also like a really solid book. It's sad. It's narrated by a young girl who has been murdered. Um, and she's in her place now and talking about what her life is like there. And also she's narrating like what is going on back on Earth. You know, they don't, haven't found her killer. They don't really know what happened to her. Um, her sister is searching for clues and she's going to get into danger. It's really, really good. So that's The Lovely Bones by Alice Siebold. There's also The Bone Witch by Rin Chupico, which is the first in a dark YA series. I love this series. Uh, it's about a young woman. She has a gift for necromancy. And she doesn't really actually know that she does until she possibly accidentally... Or not possibly. She acts... I'm saying accidentally a lot. She accidentally <laughs> raises her brother from the dead. Like you do when you're messing around with that kind of stuff. And so, I think uh, Taya, I think her name is. Um, so, her family, they're all witches. However, none of them are what is called a bone witch, which is what, is she, what she is. Um, because she raises people from the dead. Uh, so, she's kind of like feared and ostracized from her community. And so she's taken in by an older bone witch who's going to teach her what she should do. Um, so that is The Bone Witch by Rin Chupico. Next up is The Bone Collector by Jeffrey Deaver. Um, I picked this one because they're remaking it. It was a movie with Denzel and Angelina, but now there's going to be a TV show. Uh, so I was thinking it might be time for a reread because I read it when it first came out many years ago. It's the first in his Lincoln Rhyme uh, series, Lincoln Rhyme is a brilliant criminologist who is paralyzed in an accident uh, and cannot move at all. And so he's working with this policewoman to look for this new killer in a series of crimes because uh, the killer really wants Lincoln to find him. Like, he's obsessed with him and wants him to catch him himself. So um, he works with this policewoman to stop the crimes because how could he not? So that is The Bone Collector by Jeffrey Deaver. Uh, the next up, I was looking at my notes because I try to keep a list of books that I've talked about on this show, of which there have been seven with Bone in the title, by the way, in case you were counting at home. Uh, and I just I find it hard to believe that I haven't talked about this book because I love it so, so much. But it looks like I haven't. So it's Dry Bones in the Valley by Tom Bowman. Um, it's the first in his Henry Farrell series. There have only been two books, but they're so, so good. Um, Henry Farrell is a, the only police officer in a small township in Pennsylvania. Um, he moved there after his wife passed away, and he's just kind of like a loner, and it's very quiet around there. But then an elderly gentleman finds a body behind his house on the back of the mountain, and so now Henry must investigate. And he knows that there are meth labs out there in the woods somewhere, and he's trying to figure out like where the body came from and who it belongs to. Um, I just, I love these. Like, Henry is really earnest, and he's flawed, and I like it because he's not a genius. Um, sometimes it's so annoying, like, when you read a book and the character just knows everything about everything all the time immediately. Like, you get to work with Henry, like, as he's trying to figure things out and solve things. He's not just like, well, from the, you know, way the ice is melted around, like, it's not like that. He's just, he's a really smart guy. He makes some bad decisions, um, gets, has some romantic entanglements that he shouldn't. It's, it's really, really good. So that's Dry Bones in the Valley by Tom Bowman. 
My next pick is Blood, Bones, and Butter, The Inadvertent Life of a Reluctant Chef by Gabrielle Hamilton. And this is a memoir about um, the restaurant owner of Prune. Prune is a very famous place in New York City. I have not been there, but I hear it's amazing. Um, and this is her memoir about how she first became interested in food, um, and when she started cooking, how she was pretty wild in her younger years, uh, the jobs that she worked in kitchens, the really terrible jobs that she worked to learn the things that she does, and then later on about her marriage um, and learning from her Italian mother-in-law. Um, and I think it was the Wall Street Journal who said this should be called Blood, Bones, and Bitter because the third chapter, which is Butter, um, is about her marriage, and it's it doesn't go well. So I thought that was pretty funny. So that is Blood, Bones, and Butter, the Inadvertent Life of a Reluctant Chef by Gabrielle Hamilton. My last pick is Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi, um, which everyone has probably heard of by now. It's the African folklore-influenced uh, YA fantasy. It was a huge, huge success last year. A predicted success. I think that they gave her like a movie deal and a, a great contract before the books had even come out. Um, and it's really fun. Although, if you are a fan, there is sad news if you hadn't heard the sequel, Children of Virtue and Vengeance, has been moved from, I think it was supposed to come out either last month or in May, one of the M months. Uh, it's been moved to December, so um, we'll have to wait a little bit longer for that, but I'm sure it'll be worth it. So that is Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. And today for Dealer's Choice, I got a book in the mail that a publisher told me sounded like it was basically written for me. So I was like, of course, yes, I want to read this, please. It's called The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. And it says, because uh, I don't really know much about it, just they said it's for you. I said, okay, send it to me. In a sprawling mansion filled with peculiar treasures, January Scholar is a curiosity herself. As the ward of the wealthy Mr. Locke, she feels little different from the artifacts that decorate the halls. Carefully maintained, largely ignored, and utterly out of place. Then she finds a strange book, a book that carries the scent of other worlds and tells a tale of secret doors, of love, adventure, and danger. Each page turn reveals impossible truths about the world, and January discovers a story increasingly entwined with her own. So yeah, anything about books, that sounds amazing. So that is The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. And that's it for me this week, book lovers. Um, it's time for bed. I'm recording this like super late, uh, which is not usual for me, but that's how it happened this week. So I have to go to bed. But first, I want to remind you that you can go to mytbr.co to sign up for TBR, get awesome recommendations, possibly from me. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Kelly Jensen to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.